we want to thank you for coming and say the, the presentations will be recorded, will be podcast, but the discussion afterwards will not be, so you don't have to feel inhibited in any way. Uh, if you haven't been here before, the, it's a six-week series. There was an introduction, then four central themes, and then there'll be a concluding forum next week that will invite leaders of cultural heritage organizations to come to talk with us about how we might plan for the future. Um, today, our theme is um, commerce, and I'm very grateful to the Saeed Business School, not just for participating today, but for the interest and support they have very kindly shown the Cultural Heritage Program. Business schools are not really new. The first appeared almost 200 years ago um, in Europe, and then the idea traveled uh, to the US somewhat later, where it flourished um, extensively. Oxford is, of course, um, very young. It is uh, effectively a 21st century creation. We do, however, need to keep in mind that an undergraduate degree here in the history of art dates from about the same time. It is, I think, well known that Oxford is not well known for enthusiastically embracing the new. And that reminds me to thank the Humanities Division for supporting this program and being willing to think how best to cross traditional subject disciplines to offer students new multidisciplinary opportunities for research. Today, there are really many business schools, and some of them do offer heritage qualifications. Oxford has the broad academic base and the extensive international relations to offer training for the next generation of world leaders. It could do this on-site through traditional personalized tuition. It could also do it online through state-of-the-art technologies. Business schools are about money. Cultural tourism is a term that can unsettle, probably particularly in the humanities, yet heritage, too, can be about money. This type of tourist is known to spend more and to travel more. Indeed, cultural tourism is a major source of national income in some developing countries, and globally it is estimated to account for about 40 plus percent of travel uh, annually. Heritage tourism or cultural heritage tourism means different things to different people. When we introduced this program, we said our initial focus was going to be on the, uh, the tangible, that is the sites, uh, the monuments, and the objects. There are potential benefits for developing countries. And there are also very great challenges. For example, providing physical access to sites and monuments requires sensitivity to local and national, political, social, and environmental issues. Providing virtual access to collections of objects online 
offers opportunities for local education, as well as opportunities for income generation through attracting national and foreign visitors. The legal ramifications of all of this we discussed last week. I am clearly very keen to work with the business school, and I must admit that I was somewhat surprised when scientists and humanists here who had seen the program asked what does business have to do with cultural heritage. For my part, I replied that I would like to see economic benefits brought to developing countries through sustainable and responsible uh, tourism, and that I would like to see a leadership program to train the next generation. Our speakers will be able to reply to that question in much greater uh, detail.